Hey everyone, Shane Miller, partner at WP Wells. We're here for a very special episode on the WP Talks channel. Um, really excited about today's episode. We are live from the Sinclair Hotel in downtown Fort Worth. So we've got a new setup here and we've got a very exciting guest. I'm joined today by Jamie Ice. Jamie, welcome. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. People can't see what we're seeing, but we're literally looking out at a street. Is this Main Street? Yeah. Downtown. This is a sweet setup. It's pretty sweet. I dig it. So, um, yeah, want to dive into kind of uh, who you are, your origin story, what you're up to now, and then um, really talk about how, you know, being a part of the Fort Worth community, how that inspired what you're doing for your, for your business and um, and really what your vision is for the future of, of Six Ave. So, if you wouldn't mind maybe giving us the how Jamie Ice came to be and, and what you're up to now. That is a, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll jump into just, it. Just a little light starter question. Just a light, yeah. tell, us your, <laughs> tell us your story. Um, I, I will say first and foremost, I am a Fort Worth native. I've lived within a three mile radius my entire life. Uh, went to McLean, went to Pasco, went to TCU, which is one street over from Pasco. Yep. Uh, have just lived here my entire life and and just love, love, love our city. Um, and and my wife and I, my wife Melissa, just felt a commitment, like a commitment to how do how do we how do we make an impact and how do we shape our city and mm-hmm. and how do we you know put our our stamp on Fort Worth and and, and could we leave it better than when we found it. Mm-hmm. Not meaning it's broken or anything wrong with it, but like, sure. like what what does it look like to actually like be a part of the of the community? Yeah. And so grew up in Fort Worth. I started playing music at a very early age. Uh me and my brother played Sweet Home Alabama in the middle school McLean Tower. There you show. go. Yeah. <laughs> and then started a band called Green River Ordinance when I was fifteen and he was thirteen. And so with Green River Ordinance, uh we we signed a record deal with Capitol Records, what would have been my senior year of college. Um, we traveled the country and did all, all, all sorts of stuff, songs on the radio, had yeah. toured for a lot of years. But I remember um, I remember our, our first time we were ever on like a, our, a big tour, and we were like in the Northeast. I'd never never gone to the Northeast or yeah. New, New York. Outside and, of the three-mile radius. Yep. Yeah, well, we had gone around Texas in the South. But it was yep. my first time like go to Philly and New York and Manhattan and, all, and Jersey and all these places. And, and I think like when you're in high school, you, you've always, you always want to get out. And I think yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. or Nashville or Austin or something. And and I remember being in New Jersey mm-hmm. and just missing Fort Worth and missing Texas. And it was yep. the first time I kind of like had ever felt that. And I, I I was driving the van at the time and I put on Pat Green on, on our on, and I never listened. Shout to out Pat. Pat. Shout out Pat. I didn't I never listened to country. I never listened to Texas country. I was like not a fan. Now I'm a fan of it. Yeah. But at the time I was like, I was like I'm, and I just and I, I remember in that moment being like, man, I love Fort Worth. I love yeah. where I'm from. I don't want to leave here. Yeah. Um and so, you know, that kind of solidified in my mind like just a love for the city. You want to get out when you're young and then you realize how special the place is. Yeah. So I I played music for 15 years. Um and then in 2011, 2012, uh, my wife and I, with some friends, opened Brood, which is a restaurant, coffee shop, uh, down on Magnolia Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we took that, and and Brood opened a, a Dallas location, and a, there's a Brood location at DFW Airport, so it wound up expanding. Um, I'm no longer a, a part of Brood, but but that was a big, big, that was kind of my first other venture outside of music. 
Mm-hmm. And then right around that same time, Melissa, my wife, um, started the net, which is a nonprofit. I know they've, Oh she, yeah. She was a guest, guest of yours. Yeah. Uh, so she started a nonprofit literally, I think in 2012, around the same time we were opening brood. And then around that time too, we moved into the Fairmount neighborhood of Fort Worth, which is the, the, the oldest neighborhood in the city. Yeah. Um, and, and just for folks who aren't from Fort Worth, so kind of the Magnolia area in relation to Fairmount, pretty close by, right? Yeah. And so, um, and Fort Worth has a kind of an interesting footprint. You know, we've, everybody knows the stockyards, but we've really got a growing downtown area. We've got kind of the South Main and, and Magnolia, where there's a lot of um, small businesses and, and then kind of the main uh, West 7th. And it was uh, an area, area that w- when I yeah. wasn't a kid, it was not a good area. Like, yeah. It was, Magnolia wasn't what it was today and Fairmount was not a great neighborhood. Um, and always special because had these cool houses and stuff. But anyways, we moved into, into Fairmount, which is in the, all these 1920 homes with yep. front porches. Right around the same time, Brood opened up because it was down the street from Brood. And um, anyways, I, I started renovating and flipping houses in, in our neighborhood with my best friend in, uh, from high school, Jimmy Williams. So we started flipping houses and, and that kind of grew into this this bigger thing. And, and we started a real estate company called Sixth Avenue Homes from that. Mm-hmm. We, we wound up buying and selling like renovating like a hundred something historical properties in wow. Fairmount. And then started posting what we were doing on Instagram and social media. And people kept calling us saying, we love what you do. Can you help us buy or sell or renovate? Mm-hmm. And so we wound up opening a company called Sixth Avenue Homes, uh-huh. which is a one-stop shop real estate company that helps people buy, sell, design, and renovate. Um, and that kind of took off and, and, and grew. And, and, and then shortly thereafter, Jimmy and I bought this, big warehouse on South Main and we put in some retail spaces and there's a wine bar went in and then we helped some friends to we developed this event space called the 411 and oh, so yeah. kind of launched this event space which which was a fun new venture and did our first dabble in commercial real estate um and then uh in the in the mo- most recently I I launched a company called 6 Avenue Storytelling which is a, a marketing company mm-hmm. so long answer to your question yeah. Fort Worth native love Fort Worth and just have have worn a few different hats I think probably at the end of the day I'm I'm, I'm an entrepreneur I love starting things yeah and kind of my first dip in into small business was was with Green River Ordinance like I was a small yeah. business owner when I was 20 years old with this band yeah and and when we we dropped out of college and my parents cut us off and said you're <laughs> on your own and so you know had a sm- small business from a very early age yeah. and just learned about marketing and branding and running a business and starting things and, yeah. and I've gotten to do a, f- a few fun things along the way. Yeah. Super long intro. No, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. You know, when I first moved to Fort Worth, I saw a sign. I can't remember where I saw it, but it said something to the effect of if you're lucky enough to be in Fort Worth, you're lucky enough. And I oh, think that's, cool. that's very true. Right. And, um, and so you know, I remember when we were talking about how when you were with the band, you really um, were thinking about this idea of, you know, having a following, but how do we take the fan to be kind of a super fan, right? How do we get them to you know, tell their friends about us and, you know, share our songs, you know, uh, over social media and all that kind of stuff. And you really took some of that really into the entrepreneurial side of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of what I learned in music I'm kind of doing today and set me up for success with, with what I'm doing today. And, and really what, what six Avenue storytelling is, which is our marketing company. But, but I, I was to give you a little like glimpse into my mind. I, I was all in green of I was always less so 
the guy in the corner writing songs. Like yeah. Josh, our singer, is insanely talented. I, I wrote, wrote and did that, but I always, always loved the business side of it. Yeah. And so I kind of wore a few different hats in the band. I, I marketed the band at different times. I managed the band at different times, acted as a booking agent at different times, acted as a record label at different times. Yeah. And I just loved, you know, even from in high school, like I remember thinking like, how yeah. do I get people to know who we are? And, and I think one of the, and where I'm going with this and how it relates to other businesses, one of the big things, you know, challenges and sort of you handed it to it was how do I take someone from a casual listener yeah. to, to a fan, a true fan, a super yeah. fan, someone that comes yeah. to every concert and buys every CD. Yeah. We used to sell CDs um, <laughs> and, and, and all those things. And what, what I found was that the more people felt connected to us on a personal level, yeah. the more likely they were to, to kind of become that, Super next fan. level fan next level yeah. fan and so yeah. a big part of our strategy really shifted when we first signed with capital records and had our first kind of you know songs on radio and mtv our strategy was very like very much like look how cool we are and yeah. just come to our concert and come by our cd and come to these things and as we, we captured this attention but then how do you cultivate that and so a big part of our our marketing strategy shifted from look how cool we are to to giving people a behind the scenes look yeah. and inviting people into our story. And so it was a, a lot of very content heavy of saying, here's here's what we're listening to in the bus. Here's what we're doing backstage. Here's yeah. my dog. Here's what we're eating for breakfast. Here's my wife. Yeah. And so it's more of a relatability, right? More relatability. And so I'd show, you know, we'd show up, I'd show up in Minneapolis and someone would come and be like, Jamie, how's your dog Oliver? And I'm like, I've never met this person, but they felt That's like amazing. they, wow. they knew me. Yeah. And so, which was really special. And so when, when we opened Brood, um, you know, p- part of my role was marketing Brood. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to try marketing this the way I marketed uh, the band. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's going to look like inviting people into our story. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said, you know, from day one, I was like with Brood, I was like, I'm not going to spend a penny on advertising. Um, because my, because my theory is, is that as soon as you, as soon as you say, come buy this thing and you show up on someone's phone, you say, come buy this thing or show up on someone's radio and say, come buy this thing. Yeah. Show up on someone's TV and say, come, like we tend to tune out. Right. And so, but I, I truly believe that when you tell story, when you invite people into a story, people listen and that it's, 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 it's the best way for businesses to grow and market. Yeah. And so with, with Brood, we spend a lot of time and energy on, on social media. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of saying, you know, here's a cup of coffee, come buy it, which I think most businesses treat social media like advertising. Yes. And instead of saying, come buy this cup of coffee, we're like, we're never going to say that. Instead, we're going to say, here's where your coffee come from, comes from, or, or here's John, our barista, and here's his story, who poured you the cup of coffee. Yeah. Here's Joe, one of our regulars, and here's his story. It's very story-driven and content-heavy. And uh, it was a big part of our strategy. And the next thing we knew, Brute had more social media followers than any restaurant in Fort Worth at, wow. at the time because we were doing it differently. And I was kind of using So the formula the, worked. Yeah, the yeah. formula worked. All these people started coming in, and uh, we had never opened to run a restaurant before, so there's a lot of yeah. growing pains yeah. <laughs> used to yeah. learn there. But And then fast, that's kind of the same thing with 6th Avenue. Homes, was I just I was posting the houses we were renovating on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And I think we're, we're almost every other real estate company in town is like, here's a house, buy a house, here's a house, buy. We were sort of inviting people into our story. Yeah. Um, here's here's the progress on renovation. Yeah, here's here's yeah. So here's, here's a new family that just moved to town, that kind of thing. Exactly. So yeah. all these people kept calling us 
And I think in part because we looked different, we were doing something different. Yeah. But I kept calling us saying, hey, our real estate agent doesn't know about old houses. Can you give me advice? Or, hey, we're trying to buy something. Can you, have, can you give us advice? And for a long time, we said no. Yeah. We sort of realized that there was a, a need in the market for something different. There was a group of people that weren't being served. Yeah. Specifically people like me, because at, at, at the time, real estate, you know, 2010, 11 was very suit and tie. Yes. And if you look, I am not very suit and tie. Um, which is not bad. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with that. But, but, but I think there was a need for something different. And at the same time, you have this new generation that cares a lot about originality. They yep. want something that feels unique and their own, like millennials. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. want something that feels like them. Yep. And so, in order to do that, you need to buy a house and then renovate and make it your own. Yep. And, and so, traditionally, you have to, you know, find a real estate agent, a contractor, a designer, all these things. And you're like, let's put it all under one roof and do real estate a little different. And like there's a need for that. And so we started six Avenue homes. So all that being said to your, to your original question, you know, so much of what I learned about marketing and storytelling and why we have a storytelling and marketing company, which is where I spend the majority of my time now is, is things that I learned in the music industry. Yeah. And so, you know, from a from a business kind of s- skill set standpoint, you were learning a lot of that self-taught or you're leaning on mentors or resources or or how did how did you kind of build that base uh, business skill? Man, that's a good question. I, you know, I would say a lot of it was self-taught. I mean, especially in the music world, um, you know, we we were just I was promoting things at 15. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. So a lot of it was self-taught. A lot of it was trial and error. And then yeah, I, I am, I'm an avid reader. I yeah. read, read, read a ton and listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff. And, and right around the time we launched six Avenue homes, um, there's a, there's an author named Donald Miller, um, who, who was one of my favorite authors. He, he was a Christian author. He wrote a, a book called blue like jazz and a handful of others. And right around that time he had, he had, he had working on this this book and this framework called Story Brand, mm-hmm. which is the idea that if, as a business, if you communicate in story, people will listen. And yeah, like, that resonates with everything. We're, you know, my sort of my internal philosophy. Yeah, and so we went through that exercise, and it's the whole idea. Like, if you communicate, you know, most businesses talk just about themselves. Hey, look at us. We've won these awards. We've been in business for a hundred years. We're certified in this. Yeah, and your customer really just cares about themselves. You know, and so if you communicate in it, your customer's story you know, here's what you want and here's how we make your life better. Yeah. Well, listen. And so, and I don't know that I have to like explain that to you guys because I yeah. think even, even the fact that we're sitting here on a podcast yeah. together, <laughs> like, you know, the yeah. fact that Willie Penn does that is, yeah. is that idea. Right. That let's tell stories. Let's, let's go deeper with people. Let's invite people into what's happening in Fort Worth and give advice. Like, yeah, you know, cause th- this is a marketing tool for you guys. Yeah. But it's also a way to give back. It's a way to serve. It's a way to connect. And so I, I think even even the fact that we're sitting here doing this is yeah. a is a testament that that you guys kind of get that yeah. idea. And and I'll say that our founders always said that you know anybody can file your tax return. In fact, you have to. You have to file your tax return. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but getting somebody who understands your business and can add value and be consultative and anticipate things that you're probably going to need. That's what's, that's the difference. Right. And so, um, no, absolutely, uh, agree with that. Cause no one wants to follow a tax return. No, yeah, no. But what they want, (laughs) you know, especially for you to like, no one wants a, you know, a a wealth advisor. Right. Uh, what they want is like, you know, 
how do, how do I make more money? How do I yeah. set myself up for success? How do I have legacy? How do I yeah you know remove worry? You know how do I not go to jail? We <laughs> we, we like talk that? yeah we talk to folks all the time about you know at the end of the day you probably don't care what you're invested in. All you care about is I've worked really really hard in my life to earn this money and boy I'd like to see my kiddos go to school and yeah. I'd like to you know, stop working if I, if I want to, and I'd like to enjoy a second home or vacations and have memories. And none of that has to do with which stocks you're invested in. Right. And so, um, really it's more of a, um, uh, they're problems to be solved and, uh, you know, ours are technical tools, right. But, Um, but at the end of the day, people are engaging you because they have personal goals they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And that's yeah. their story. Yes. And when you communicate that, yeah, you speak to them in that, like that's, that's when people listen. Absolutely. So that's, that's a big part of what we do with six family storytelling is help people communicate and understand and articulate, you know, the story that their business is telling for their customers. And so through six avenue storytelling, uh, we're, talking earlier about you're using a podcast right and using video format and so are you telling stories of um you know uh, folks in the community or uh business uh contacts what's the format for your podcast and and what's the goal there yeah um that's a great question so so we have six hours storytelling which is a marketing company based on storytelling which i know sounds very like fluffy and in, in the clouds and and a, a big part of that is, is, like I said, helping businesses articulate a story and then market in a story-driven way. And then we also recently launched a podcast um, called Stories with Soul. Awesome. Uh, and, and the format of that podcast, and that's kind of presented by Sixth Avenue Storytelling, because a, a big part, like the heart and the vision behind Sixth Avenue Storytelling is to, is to encourage entrepreneurship and make entrepreneurship easier for small businesses. Mm-hmm. I just, I love, love, love entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so part of my heart for six, for creating six second storytelling was, can I, can I share what I've learned about marketing and help other businesses give them a roadmap and a, and a path to follow? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the heart and the mission, which, which, which led us is to start the podcast. Right. And so the, the podcast for me was, was a couple of things. One, it kind of it played into the, the mission of six Avenue storytelling. And then two, I, I think, as as an entrepreneur, as as, as a leader, as any, anyone in the community, like the, the way, there's kind of two ways you learn things. Mm-hmm. And the first is trial and error. Like you asked right. me that question, how'd you learn how to do that? Yeah. Like, so you learn by making mistakes, right. trying things that didn't work, that cost me something, or that did work, ding, ding, ding. Yep. And so either by trial and error, or you learn by, by from others, by being in exactly. proximity to people, yeah. by reading books, by doing some of these things. And, and so... I think there are one, there's some incredible brands in Fort Worth. Oh yeah. Um, and I think I, I am passionate about small business. I think small business is what makes a city special. Mm-hmm. But there's incredible brands in Fort Worth that have great stories. And then two, I feel like some a lot of my success has come from being in proximity to people who have gone before me. Yeah. And and getting advice from people and having mentors. And so part of my hope with Six Avenue storytelling was to shine light on people who have a great story yep. and have built a great brand. Um, and then two, give audiences and, and people listening uh, an opportunity to have proximity to that person, yeah. to hear some of their wins and lessons and secrets and things they did in the hopes of sparing them some mistakes. Yeah. And so 
you know, so so it's it's one part shining light on some on some rad people in our community. Yeah. And the second part is like is is you know hopefully it encourages or inspires or or lessons are shared. Yeah. Uh, for other kind of young uh, people who are wanting to start a brand or, or yeah. chase their dreams. And, and the thing that I think is so cool about the podcast format too is, you know, if you read something, you kind of read it in this you know monotone fact gathering way, right? But if, if somebody has built a business or had an experience and you can feel the enthusiasm and the surprise or the, you know, it, there's a, there's an energy in it that makes things more palpable. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, it, it can be really compelling, especially if somebody is, you know, why am I doing this? Well, let me tell you why. Cause it, it, and you can sense that they're fired up about you hear it. The you heart. know? Yeah. yeah. You the hear soul. the heart. Yeah. Exactly. And, and yeah. I, th I think, and that's the idea of story, like storytelling and part of my philosophy on marketing is like, it's, it's always about building trust. Yeah. And so the more someone knows you going back to my principle with green and Royal, the more someone knows you and they'll connect to you, the more likely they are to, to support you. Yep. And so I, I think the neat thing about, and I, I think no matter every relationship sort of has these three stages, yeah. you know, whether it's a romantic relationship uh, or whether it's a friendship or whether it's a business relationship of like, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's, I, I meet someone, I'm, I'm interested in them, uh, to I'm informed. I now know a little more about you and then a, then a commitment. And yeah. so I think as businesses, a lot of times we tend to ask for a commitment without going through those other stages. And that's kind of like being at a bar and be like, Hey, you look cool. You'd be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. You know, you got to get yeah. to know each other yeah. or being at a, you know, a first date and be like, will you marry me? That's yeah. weird. It's a little so quick. Yeah. When, when a business says, <laughs> Buy this, buy this, come buy this. Without, it's similar. Yeah. yeah, it's similar. And so I think the cool thing in my mind about podcasts and yeah. this is you get to like, you get to cultivate that relationship. You get to give people a deeper look and a deeper understanding. Yeah. And that's one of the, one of the part of our success we've had with Six Avenue Homes and all these things is like people feel like they know us. And so the trust is already built. Yep. And so, you know, when I asked for the sale or ask for whatever, they're like, it's like a yes. Or people yeah. come to us, I don't have to ask them for a sale. They're like, we want to work with you because we know you and trust you and we've built this yeah. relationship, so to speak. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I was talking to a couple of friends at the office and two of them said, oh yeah, six Avenue Homes, that's that's how I bought my house. Oh, really? That's so, cool. you know, and so immediately there's, you know, credibility. It's like, I know these guys, they, they're smart guys. They're not going to make bad decisions. And and, uh, and they chose to go with you. So, you know, it says a lot about your business. And, and the cool thing about the podcast, too, is we can ask these questions and you don't have to answer it a hundred times because the group of listeners has already kind of felt that, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. So, so Sixth Avenue, uh, homes and storytelling, what is the thing that excites you most that you guys are working on right now? Um, that's a good question. I think... You know, so six seven homes is is expanding and growing, which has been really fun. Because really, that started as it was just a, a side hustle. Mm -hmm. uh, we were restoring houses in our neighborhood and inviting our friends to come, yeah, <laughs> to come be my neighbor. Uh, and it grew into this this kind of its own its own thing. We have like thirty five real estate agents. We have interior designers. We have yeah construction project managers and all this this team. But we are. We're expanding. We're opening a couple more locations. Awesome. And so I think. Congrats. I, thank you. Um, I think what we're doing is really unique. It's not a revolutionary idea, yeah. this one-stop shop, but it, no one else is doing it. Yeah. And I think it, it, part of our, our vision is how do we make home ownership easier and yeah. better and more fun. And so we've had a lot of success here. And so we want to take the model across the state of Texas. 
Very cool. And so our, our goal in the next 10 years is to have like 20 locations across the state. And so wow. we uh, we just opened a Parker County office. So in, in Alito, we're yep. serving Alito and Weatherford. And then we just announced yesterday that we're opening a, a, a Bell County, which is Temple and Belton. I saw Texas, that. Yeah. Random. Yeah. <laughs> But no, but no. It's one, one of is, the twenty. Right? Yeah, it's one yeah. of the one of the twenty. So we just opened that, and we're gonna goal is to have a few more. So I'm excited about that. We're also um, expanding our services. We want to offer Six Avenue lending. So like to really be a true one stop shop, we want to offer. We help you finance it, and yep. we help you find it, and we help you fix it, and we help you. <laughs> yeah. All these things, um, and then Six Avenue storytelling, which is again probably where I spend most of my day to day time, yeah. is exciting. Uh, just because I get to help small businesses and I get yep. to do, you know, I've sort of realized, man, entrepreneurship is what I, what I love and marketing. And, yep. and so I get to, so that, and that's fun. It's been fun to see that grow. That team has grown a lot. Yeah. The brands we've worked with have grown a lot. And the other thing I, I really want to do that we're working on with 670 storytelling is offering, you know, so offering people a path. So even if you can't afford our services or can't afford an agency, here's my playbook. And so we're trying to put together a lot of a resource library. Of, yeah. Of here's how you should do social media. Here's how you should do email. Here's how you should do websites. And so we're rolling out some of those yeah. in the coming year. Um, but I really want to just create some tools and resources yeah. that make entrepreneurship and small business starting easier. So obviously, you know, doing what I do, but also I have, I have a huge passion for financial literacy. Yeah. And so, you know, there are certain things that, get uh you get priced out of right or, or cost prohibitive in the yeah. early stages right but you still have that desire to help people yeah 100%. and so i think having something like you know a playbook of here's how you get started get started on your own and then when you've you know you're on your feet and, and standing a little less wobbly yeah let's get back together and take it to the next level i yeah. love that because uh i think that that's uh unfortunate that there's you know folks who want to pursue something, but they get priced out of it. Right. And so yeah. I think that's, that's very interesting. Um, and so w- one of the other questions I had uh, for you was, you know, obviously you, you've worked with all sorts of business owners and, you know, all over uh, the state of Texas, but also, you know, traveling with the band. Um, is there anybody that you've encountered that just gave you amazing advice that just kind of stuck with you? um, that, that you've applied in your life, man. Yeah. That's a good question. There has been a lot of those. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was, I was thinking about it. I I think one of the first lessons I, I learned, like the very first gig we ever played with Green River Ordinance when I was literally 15 and my mom drove us in a minivan. Yeah. Uh, we played at this restaurant called, called bad to the bone barbecue, which was like, I think it was down here off of Henderson. Doesn't exist anymore. But like 150 of our friends showed up and we packed it out and it there was really go. cool. And, and then we went to get paid and um, the guy gave us like 20 bucks. And I was like, hey, man, we brought like all these people and we made, we made yeah. like thousands of dollars. He's like, you got to pay your dues. And really? Like, wow. And I like wanted to fight him, but I was 15. <laughs> uh, but just that, like you got to work for it. You got to earn Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That was yeah. a very early le- early lesson. Um, you you know, learned what, the value of a contract there too. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I did learn that. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of mistakes. I, I think another le- lesson someone told me once is if you're invited into the room, be in the room. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, have an opinion, have a, a say, make yourself known. Yeah. And then I, I think another, which was huge one for me, um, was 
was this idea of like paying attention to your habits. Um, I think it's probably one of the, like the most, I don't know if anyone told me this, like there's a guy, there's a, fr- a friend of mine named Craig couch who did like this Facebook video and it was like, pay attention to your habits. And it was all about his habits. And I was like, Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. But the, the I- idea is that small little choices and small little things yeah. can make huge in- incremental differences. And so I am, I am personally like obsessed with habits. Yeah. What are my habits? Because if you can grow 1% a day, you yeah. go just a little bit, a bit like it's like compound interest. Absolutely. Versus doing these big life altering things. And so I just like the idea of pay attention to your habits and making like small choices and yeah. small intentional things to make yourself better or be better at what you do or serve people better. Pay giant dividends. Have, have you read Atomic Habits? Oh, yeah, dude, I love it. Okay, Habits. yeah. So you know uh, James Clear, and he yeah. talks about um, really so much of us focus on goal setting. Yeah. But the reality is, if you set up your habits, the the goal is inevitable. Yeah. Right. You know, you your habits create the results. The processes ultimately lead you there. So, yeah. Because if you say, "Man, yeah. I want to lose twenty pounds," or "I want to," you know, bench press three hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, which I will never be able to do. Um, <laughs> That, that like the habits are going to get you there, you right. know, showing up at the, the gym is going to get right. you there. Yep. And so that was, that book was revolutionary for me just in, you know, the idea of forget goals, yep. what goals are good, but, but when you focus on your habits, it's transformational. Yeah. Transformational. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I, I wrote down a question. I get that this is a hard question. I get that. Um, but I wanted to get your, feedback on if somebody asked you what's something only Jamie Ice could teach someone else or teach better than most mm-hmm. what would that what would you say that thing would be um that's a that's a good that's a good question i have a i have a kind of a complicated weird <laughs> answer to that yeah um i i i would say it's it's something to the effect of just doing what you love and chasing your dreams and, and not being afraid to take risks and to set the stage for that a, a little bit. I, so I was a, I was a philosophy major in uh, college. Okay. I went in as a business major and I took a calculus class and I was like, ah, my brain is not made to do this. <laughs> so I switched to philosophy much to my parents chagrin. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. And, uh, but, but I took an existentialism class and yeah. existentialism is kind of like the, the, postmodernism of the world. And the whole idea is like ex- ex- existence, you exist, existence precedes essence, or you, you create your own meaning, you create your own destiny, you create your own future. Yeah. And, um, and I had, was in this class and I remember reading these books about life is meaningless, um, which was very depressing. Um, <laughs> I did not believe life was meaningless, but yeah. if, if life is meaningless and there's, there's no end and nothing matters, then there's freedom. Right, and yeah. I was like, "Man, I guess so," but that sounds sad. Yeah. And and anyways, I, I my my f- my faith is a is a is a big part of like my journey and story and, and what motivates Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And so I was like, you know, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Man, you know what is was way more freeing? Yeah, is when you know the end. And for me, because of my faith and what I believe, I'm like, God loves me, and I know that no matter what I can do, I can't screw that up. That's freeing. It's freeing. I was like, that's way more freeing. Oh yeah. And the world is meaningless and life is has no meaning. Create your own meaning. I'm like, that's so 
And my, I had this realization, man, like no matter what I do, I know the end is good. It's kind of like if, yeah. you, if you had a lottery ticket in your pocket for a billion dollars, yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter what you do that day because I got a freaking billion dollars. Yeah. And so that, that concept of knowing your identity and your destiny yeah. frees you to make mistakes and try things. So oh, like yeah. if I mess up, it doesn't matter because I know the end. I got yeah. this lotto ticket in my pocket. And so that idea, you know, really allowed me to take some risks. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of just take risks for the sake of taking risks. Sure. Uh, but chase things that I, that I loved. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, to go back even a little bit to WP cares, like, yeah. like impacting your city. I, I remember, you know, so my wife is from Dallas. Don't hold that against her. Uh, <laughs> but when we first got married, she's like, I don't know if I, I don't want to live in Fort Worth. It's such a small town. Yeah. And she got offered a job here. So we lived here uh, for a little bit, but we were looking at homes in Austin and in LA and in Nashville. Cause she felt very, just kind of restless. Yeah. She was like, Fort Worth doesn't, and this is back in like 2008, nine. Yeah. Fort Worth didn't have all the stuff. This it's cool, now. this cool yeah. restaurant hotel right now. Uh, didn't have the stuff that Austin had, Dallas yeah. had. And we prayed a lot about it. And uh, she woke up one day and she was like, you know, what if in, instead of going to a city that has things we like, what if we got to shape our city and bring those things here? And what would it look like um, if, 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 we, if we helped make Fort Worth the city we want it to be? And what if, yeah. what if you know, and what does it look like if, if you died, would your city miss you? Mm-hmm. And so really she, she had those ideas and I was like, man, that, convicted me and so that that really changed our course in a big way that's when we opened we were like she opened the net right after that and we opened brood right after that because we were like let's instead of complaining what if we could con- contribute so it's a it's uh, the grass isn't greener but the grass is green where you water it yeah dude situation yeah. So make you're, it you're, make it green like yeah. make it what you want it so i think that idea of, of you making an impact on your city and then having the freedom, I yeah. think like our, my faith has given me the freedom to chase those things and yep. not be afraid of failure. And some of them have failed. I've made some giant, stupid mistakes and have not always done it right. We all uh, have. Yeah. But so I think it, it, the one thing I could teach people or I'm uniquely is like, it's just, man, chase, chase your dreams. And if you have your identity on solid ground, yeah. you know, it, it frees you up to, to, to really make an impact and, and a legacy. And yeah. Like that. Absolutely. Well, uh, Jamie, this has been awesome, and I so appreciate your time. If I, I know our listeners are going to want to get more engaged with Six Half Storytelling, Six Half Homes podcast, where do they go to to plug in? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. So uh, my Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah, you can, you can the, find me on yeah any, any the of those big things. Stuff. Yeah, my yeah. last name's Ice, which is easy yeah. to find. It's it's real. Yeah, real last name. Uh, Jamie is J M E Y. So. You can find my Instagram or LinkedIn or or not Twitter. I don't do Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then Sixth Avenue Homes and Sixth Avenue Storytelling. There you go. All all of the social things. Perfect. <laughs> well, if you need a home, now you know where to go. And I'll tell you what, if you think Jamie's great, just meet Melissa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, good folks, good company. And um and so we're we're so pleased to have you and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, well, thanks for doing this. Like this is really cool. Yeah. And this is really, really revolutionary and cutting edge just for the industry that y'all are in. And I think it shows your heart. I think it shows that you care. And, and I think, you know, you're bringing proximity to people who are doing neat things in our city and giving advice and y'all are being very open handed. I was listening to some of the other podcasts and y'all just are very open handed with your resources and, and things that you guys know about 
investing and planning and protecting your, you know, all, all yeah. this stuff. It's, it's cool. Let's take care of our great state and all the offices that are, are coming for six Ave homes and all the offices that Willie Penn has all over the state. Um, I think you're right. Let's, let's, uh, you know, water the grass here and make it green and, and make this an attractive place for us to live and grow and, and um, have great businesses. So, uh, Jamie, Jamie, thank you so much again. And um, please uh, like, comment, share wherever you see this posted. And uh, until next time, take care. Sweet. Thank you.